Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Join us today as we explore the Word, giving insightful solutions for day-to-day living. We pray this message encourages you throughout your day. You can also visit www.thrivechurch.me. Now on to today's message. Talk to you about how to live the aligned life. How to live the aligned life. I, I drove a Chevy Malibu when I first moved here to Richmond, and it was uh, a 2005. It was in good shape, looked good, but it had 202,000 miles on it. And one of the reasons is because I drove an hour one way to work in Florida. One, one way. So two hours a day I drove. And the toughest thing wasn't the drive, because you have radio, you've got podcasts, you've got things to listen to, right? The toughest thing was, was this car just went to the left the whole time. It did. And so, like, little when I drive, my arm would be, you know, like, cocked this way the whole time. And I'd get pains in my arm from holding that car because it was so bad out of alignment. It was terrible. And I had pains there. So I carried it to, to dealership at car places. And everybody, this guy can fix it. That guy, nobody could fix it. they get it right. I'd hop in the car. Boom, went to the left. So not only did it hurt my arm, but my tires went bad quick. My car had more wear and tear on it, and it was just a pain because my car was out of alignment. Now, our lives are sometimes that way too. When we're not in alignment with what God has for us, it can sometimes damage our lives. And maybe your arm isn't hurting and your tires aren't going bad. But in every area of your life, God requires alignment so we can see blessing. And I'm not sure today where you're at, where you're saying, um, Kevin, I have some areas that I need to get aligned. But anytime you're out of alignment, you will end up usually missing God's blessing. And here's my thing for you. I want you guys to have the best 2017 you could ever have. I really do. My heart of hearts is that you had the best year that you've ever had. 2016 was a good year. It was a great year. I really enjoyed 2016. There's some years you enjoy more than others, like, like kids, right? <laughs> you love them all the same, but some you enjoy more than others. Well, that's how, kinda, how some of those years were, but 2016 were really good. And I believe, though, if you want to have a great 2017, you have to learn to get into alignment. Because if you don't get in alignment, your life will be like my car. You'll struggle and you'll constantly struggle. Your arm will be hurting. Man, your tires will be out of line. And you'll wonder, why is it always a constant struggle? Well, today we're going to look at a 2,700-year-old situation where the children of Israel were out of alignment. And one of the only good kings I think Israel really ever had in their history was a young man named Josiah. Josiah was a teenager too. So if you're a young person in here, you think that God only uses uh, people my age or older and things like that. God used Josiah to bring the children of Israel back into alignment. They were literally like driving the Malibu. They were struggling. They were, oh, things were hurting. Things were going bad. And he comes to them and says, guys, let's pull it together. They've been following false gods, building golden calves, worshiping demon gods, and they were the children of Israel. They had for, 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 forsaken following the one true living God. And I want you to read in 2 Kings 23.1 what happens. We're going to look at this message today, the scripture, and break it down. It says in 2 Kings 23.1, and we'll just read three verses. It says, Then the king summoned all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went up to the temple of the Lord, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem, along with the priests and prophets, and all the people from the least to the greatest, 
And there the king read to them the entire book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. Here's what he did. He brought them all together and read the Torah to them. That's a lot of reading, right? Like, I know he probably read the whole Torah, but he read the law portion of it, which was two books of it. If you ever read Leviticus and Deuteronomy, that's the most exciting books you can read, correct? Like, I'm telling you, do a Bible study in that all year. You'll be fired up. And that's what they did. They read the Old Testament law, but he brought them back to the law. They had went to foreign gods. He brings them to the temple. He reads the law. Let's, let's keep reading there. It says, the king, this is Josiah, took his place of authority beside the pillar and renewed the covenant in the Lord's presence. Him as the king said, we will follow God. He pledged to obey the Lord by keeping all his commands, laws, and decrees with all his heart and soul. In this way, he confirmed all the terms of the covenant that were written in the scroll and all the people pledged themselves to the covenant. See, when the children of Israel left Egypt, remember there were slaves in Egypt, you've seen the movie, right? The TV show, uh, The Ten Commandments. When they, when they left um, Egypt and they left Pharaoh and they, and they got away and God let them escape, you understand there was one million people Moses had to lead that had been in slavery for years. They didn't know what it was like to live in a free country, meaning that they didn't know how to govern themselves. They didn't know how to discipline somebody who steals something. They didn't know really what to do with all your waste. What do you do with the, where do, you, where, where do we all use the bathroom at? That is crazy, but they had no system for anything. So when they left Egypt, God gave Moses 613 laws called the Torah. Now we know the Ten Commandments, right? We all know those. Those were, those were a big portion of the moral code and law, but he gave 613. Why did he do that? Because he wanted Israel to be the strongest nation in the world. Because through them would come the line of Messiah. Through Israel would come Jesus. And so he said, I want you to be strong. I want you to flourish. I want you to be a blessed nation. But here are the guidelines that I have for you. Don't eat this and don't eat that. Don't eat pork and don't eat shrimp. Because in that day and time, it was nasty. You would get diseases. When somebody had leprosy or disease, here's how you handle it. It's amazing when you read Leviticus and Deuteronomy about how clear the Lord was on how to handle these situations. And um, he gave instructions on how to worship and how to do everything. But just like you and I. They got out of alignment. They went back to their old ways, began to worship false gods. They followed the culture. And then God raised up Josiah. The name Josiah means the Lord burns with fire. You know, one of the things they use, and they still use today, is fire purifies metals. If you put um, silver or gold in a fire, it takes away all the impurities so you can see how pure that piece of metal actually is. You get all the good stuff from it. See, that's what Josiah was sent to do. He was there to purify the nation of Israel, to help bring them back into alignment. Why bring them back into alignment? Why couldn't they just follow the culture? Why couldn't they just do what they wanted to do? Because God wanted to bless them. He wanted to see them flourish. But he couldn't do it as long as they were out of alignment. And today, I want to give you this big idea which we'll carry through our whole series. The blessed life only happens to the aligned life. Write that in your notes. The blessed life only happens to the aligned life. The blessed life only happens to the aligned life. And here's what biblical alignment is. You're saying, okay, cool, I got it. I want to be aligned, I want to be blessed. What does that mean? Let me help you out. Biblical alignment is this. It's when you adjust your life to God's agenda. It's when you adjust your life to God's agenda. See, many times, here's what we do. We ask God to bless what we're doing. 
God, I'm going to be out of alignment. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be totally disobedient, but please bless what I'm doing. See, we, we pray wanting God to make our agenda happen, right? I know I do. I pray selfishly. Maybe none of you do that. Maybe I'm just that bad, and I've just revealed to all of you how unholy your pastor actually is. <laughs> But God has an agenda. He has purposes. He has plans. And our goal is not to say, God, bless my plans and bless what I want to do. But God, put me in the middle of what you want to do. Reveal to me what you want to do. Reveal to me how you want me to lead my life. And I will get in the middle of it. And when you would do that, when you adjust your life to God's agenda, let me tell you something. God then can bless you because you're in position to be blessed. But the blessed life only happens to the aligned life. If I ask you today... How many of you today would want to have a blessed 2017? How many raise your hands? All of us, right? Nobody's saying like, man, I hope 2017 is terrible. <laughs> I really hope that like in every area of my life, it just tanks. <laughs> I really hope that I hope at the end of 17, I can put on Facebook and everything else how bad this year was. <laughs> Nobody's saying that, right? But how many of us will actually have that happen to us? And you know why? Because we're out of alignment. And this, a message like this is not easy to preach. Like, I, I, wish, I, I wish I could preach to you in 2017 is the year of heaven's dream. Amen? I wish I could preach to you right now that God's going to bless your socks off if you just do this or do that. But, but, but I, in good conscience, can't do that. I want to help you experience all God has for you. And many times there are areas that we're out of alignment in that God needs to bless us, like relationships. If you're single in here and you're trying to, 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 to date somebody who's not a follower of Jesus, you're like, man, I'll just, you know, I'll get them to church. I'll do this. I'll do that. That doesn't work. You don't, you, you don't find somebody who's not a follower of Jesus. Oh, he's got really nice eyes and cute hair and nice abs. You know, no, he doesn't follow Jesus, but he's so cute, you know? And God said, I can't bless that. They're not a follower. I told you in, in, in Corinthians to the Apostle Paul, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. You're saying, oh yeah, but God, will you please just bless it? You got to find God's agenda first. In marriages, some of you, especially men, are not living according to what Ephesians 5, 25 through 33 says. It says, love your wife as Christ loved the church. And he loved, it, loved the church so much that he gave himself for it. He died, he climbed up on the cross. You guys, most of you just whine a lot. You expect your, mama, your wife to wash the dishes and clean the clothes and do everything for you. And you're like a big baby. You need to be Ephesians 5.25. And men, when you step up and do that, God will bless that marriage. Women, when you respect your husbands, and it says that in, in, in the book of 1 Peter, when you do that, God can bless that marriage. But many marriages struggle because they're out of alignment. You're saying, God, help our marriage. And God said, I gave you some principles. If you'll just apply them, I promise I'll bless it. Many times in finances, I know we all just love finances. You know the two areas that people struggle but never want the church to talk about is relationships and, and finances. God bless me financially this year. I'm in debt. I need help. I need this. I need that. But when it comes to your life, you're focused on keeping up with the Joneses. You're continually getting more debt. You're not paying credit cards off. You don't think God's kingdom's important. And God's saying, if you'll put me first, if you'll put me to the test, I will bless your socks off if you will get in alignment. I wish somebody would like this thing here because it's going to help you. <laughs> health. 
I'll never forget health. Like, like we, I, you know, I, I got saved in a very Pentecostal church. And I remember the, the, the preacher came for the spring and fall revival. Anybody remember those, right? The big exciting times of the year. And, and the preacher came in the spring revival. And he said, now at the end of service, because everybody lined up and they did the bopping on the head and all that stuff. He, he lined them. He said, everybody said, we're going to have prayer lines today. He said, how many of you need healing? And they all raised their hand. He said, I'm going to tell you, he said, I'm not going to pray for anybody to get healed tonight. They're like, because oh, you know, it's a Pentecostal church. That's what you do, right? You know, it's better than salvation. And so, um, so, so anyway, well, what, what happened was, he, he says, some of you need to stop eating cupcakes and Twinkies and drinking Cokes and then wanting God to get you out of, the, of, of being sick all the time. You need to take response. He said, so I'm a, I'll never forget this. He said, I'm going to line you up and pray for wisdom. Who wants wisdom for health? <laughs> like the line went down to a third, right? Like nobody wanted that. But God gives us biblical principles to be able to help us in our health so we can enjoy quality of life. And then spirituality. In 2017, I believe many of you want to grow more with your walk with Jesus. Stats show that only 17% of people actually read their Bible once a week. I know you guys are way past that. Like you're like in the top 80s, right? It says less than that, less than that actually pray for more than 10 minutes a week. And we're asking God to bless what we're doing. Friends, let me tell you, when we get in alignment and we're aligned with God's purposes, then God can bless us. But we have to be aligned first with his instructions. See, here's the thing. I wish I could teach you that you could be misaligned, you could be disobedient, and God will just bless you. He loves you anyway, right? He loves all no matter what we do. But to experience God's true blessing, for the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it, says in Proverbs. For God's true blessing, it takes alignment. I wish I could teach you that you could do anything you want to and you're going to have all the, all the blessings that God wants for you. But just like Josiah had to pull the children of Israel in and say, come here, we're going to renew ourselves to the covenant. We're going to look at God's instructions and God's plans and God's agenda and we're going to line our life up with it so we can be blessed. That's what I want to do today because I believe the blessed life happens when we live the aligned life. And I want to just show you quick, how do we do that? How do we align ourselves? Let's look at, at um, Josiah. How do we align ourselves? The first is this. We must confront our idols. We must confront our idols. I know this is great preaching for New Year's Day, right? You stayed up late, watched the ball drop, and then you get to hear this. But let me just say before I say this, I love you enough to say this, man. I love you enough if you're just visiting today and you, you can find some other church that will tell you that you can be disobedient do what you want to and God's going to bless you. Go, go find it. But you'll never forget the ball-headed man. <laughs> that when you're struggling, you're constantly struggling and life's struggling, you'll say, man, maybe he was right. Maybe there was something about alignment. Maybe, maybe, maybe we need to get in alignment. And I love you enough to tell you this because I believe that some of you will get in alignment in 2017. I believe you will see some of God's greatest blessings in your life uh, when it comes to that. The first thing we must do is confront our idols. You know what Josiah did? He burned burned all their idols in Israel. The golden calves, the little statues, all the things they had set up. He went through, took that stuff out and burned it right for their eyes. That's pretty, and I'm not going to burn anything today. Don't, there's, there's no bonfires, all right? If you leave Thrive, you can just throw all your stuff. No, we're not going to do that. But, but he made them confront their idols and we've got to do the same thing. 
We had to look at idols in our life and figure out where is it in our life we've got to confront these idols that are keeping us out of alignment. When I first got saved and gave my life to Jesus in 1999, um, I didn't know the Lord at all. I was really far from God and we had a youth bonfire and like they didn't give us like instructions. They didn't give us like they just told us we have a bonfire and we can come get rid of things that we think are idols. Well, I'm a brand new believer. I don't know anything. I heard in one of the sermons that in idols, anything you put before God. So I drove up with a truck. I'm serious. And the youth pastor asked me, do you really want to go through with this? I was like, yeah, man, I got to get these idols out of my life. I burned my basketball shoes. I burned my basketball. I burned my PlayStation. I burned $1,000 worth of CDs. I burned Guitar World magazines, all that devil music in it. I burned almost everything that I, everything that I had. For two years, I didn't watch TV. I didn't play basketball. I didn't, I'm serious. I didn't play a PlayStation. I didn't do any of that. Now, that's extreme. I'm not saying go do that. Don't go do that this week unless the Lord really, really, really lays it on your heart. But for me, I needed it. I was so out of alignment. I needed that in my life. Got rid of it all. Lost every friend. I'm talking about people ask me, well, how'd you beat drug addiction? Get rid of every friend you have. Get rid of everything that you have. Lose everything. Come to church every night. You'll be fine. (laughs) Promise you. Easy. Twelve steps. Got them down into four. You'll be fine. That's what I did. That's what I did. And so what happened was I did all that and and I got myself into alignment in that season. Now, as you grow in the Lord, listen, I can listen to Simon and Garfunkel now and be fine, all right? Not go off and be mean to anybody or you know those things. Um, I, I play basketball a lot. I even have a PS4 I play sometimes. I watch sports, so I'm good. But my idols now are different. My idols now can even be ministry. Ooh. My idols now can be my family. My idols now can be the American dream. And we have to confront at every step of our walk with Jesus, what are our idols that we have to face? See, an idol is not anything you put before God. I did the math. Anybody ever, ever done the math and you heard a preacher preach? Like, I did the math when I was like, but I didn't say anything to anybody because I thought I was just so young in Christ. He says, anything you put before God. If you watch TV more than you pray, then it's an idol. So I did the math. I said, okay, then 13 hours a day, I, I really need to spend time with God, 13 hours a day. I worked a full-time job and went to school. <laughs> so like, I tried to spend 13 hours with God. I did it two days and I slept two hours and I was just, I was like, this is not working. <laughs> this is terrible. I mean, I spent more time on the phone with, you know, with a friend than I did God. I'm, oh, this is the idol. You're not my friend anymore, right? Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. Here's what an idol really is. It's anything that causes you to be disobedient to God and be misaligned with his purposes. Did you get that? An idol is anything that causes you to be disobedient to the principles of God and be misaligned with his purposes. It's not what you put, well, I put it before God. There's times you want to spend more time with your family than you will God that day, and it's okay. An idol is when they cause you to be disobedient and, and, be, and, and break the principles of God. That's an idol. That's what the idols were doing to Josiah and the children of Israel. He said, well, then we got to get rid of those idols because they're causing you to be disobedient and forego the blessing of God in your life. So it's this simple. The blessed life is an aligned life. Adjust your life to God's agenda. By how? Confronting your idols. What are your idols? Think about it. What are your idols? Here's the second thing. How do we align ourselves? Is change our minds. I know this is tough on New Year's Day. Happy New Year's. Welcome to Thrive. This is about, you know, norm. So, um, second one is this. Change our minds. Change our minds. Josiah read the law to the people. 
all that boring stuff. And they sit and listened. Like, I'm at least trying to be entertaining. They just read the law and they sat and listened. That's, that's an easy captive audience right there, right? They'll listen to that. They'll listen to anything. But he brought them back to God's law, God's command, God's principles. They changed their minds about what was right, what was wrong, what was good, what was God, what they should pursue, what they should not pursue, what pleasures are from God, what are not from God. They changed their minds with that. And and, and let me tell you, in your life... This would be the hardest thing to do. Because you can confront idols and decide, yeah, I need this stuff here is really, really causing me to be out of alignment. It's removing God's blessing. I mean, to be aligned. But changing your mind is the hardest thing you'll do. You know why? Because pride is what keeps us in those mental states. It's pride. And you have two choices. You can follow your own beliefs and thoughts. Well, I believe, I personally feel what I think. My opinion is, we've all said that, right? Or you can do this. You can follow God's word. See, Proverbs says there's a way that seems right to a person, but the end is death. There's things that you're like following your own thoughts on. You're like, I think that's right. I feel, I think, I believe. My personal opinion is. But then God's word says something contradictory to it. And if you continue to follow your own beliefs, personal thoughts and convictions that are apart from Scripture then you're going to be misaligned. You've got to change your mind with some of that stuff. Some of the core values you hold, some of the agendas you follow, some of the things that you're, you're balled into, you've got to literally change your mind. Here's what I've said before, and, and people just love this. If what you believed and you thought and you felt and your opinion was so important, God would have put you on the cross. If what you believed, you thought, you felt, and your convictions were so good, God would have had you write the Bible. But guess what, baby? I don't see any books with your name on it in here, right? (laughs) And that's why God's Word's important. There's things I feel, think, and believe and have opinions on, but they're open to amendment according to what God's Word says. And it has to be shaped by that. And where God's Word speaks, we must be in alignment with it. But it causes us to have to change our mind. Here's the third and final point today. How do we align ourselves? Only do we confront our idols and change our minds. But we create a life that is aligned with God's design. We create a life that is aligned with God's design. You know what the children of Israel did? They reinstituted the feast. Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles. Three Jewish feasts. There, there was, they stopped attending those feasts. Those are celebratory feasts for the Jews where they celebrated God's goodness. They celebrated God's faithfulness. They celebrated who God was. And they just stopped doing it. They were going to pagan feasts. And when they all got together and read the covenant and they read the law, they said, you know what? We're returning. We're going to structure our lives around God's design. This is what the Word of God says, and we're going to structure our life around it. That's what the whole Scripture, remember Joshua, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Remember that? That's like, we will serve the Lord. For me and my house, we will do that. And we all love that. You know what Joshua was saying to the children of Israel? He was bringing them back again to a time where he says, we're going to align ourselves with God's agenda. And we'll adjust wherever necessary to align ourselves with that. They align themselves with God's design. You should have one goal in 2017. I'm going to align my life and structure my life after God's design. What is God's design? It's the Word of God. It's the New Testament principles and instructions that are given to us by the apostles. These aren't just words by men. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And you can argue, you can fuss, you can, in your mind right now, you're arguing with me. But let me tell you something. You can argue and fuss and fight all you want in your mind. But let me tell you, if you'll If you obey those principles, if you'll live by what the New Testament says, let me promise you something. You will see God's blessing in your life. 
you will see that happen. Here's the beautiful thing about God's design. It's already done for you. You don't have to create it. Anybody ever done P90X in here? Any P90Xers? One, two, three, four, five. Okay. I, I'm not a P90Xer. Right. Yeah, I love to work out, but that's just too intense for me. Right? I lose weight at my pace. Um, <laughs> there. But the cool thing about, about, about P90X is this. You ordered back when they first started the DVD set. You got the booklet. You got all the stuff sent to you. Sometimes even a bracelet or a t-shirt. And then all you had to do was follow these instructions they set out for you. And you got the results, right? Like if you followed P90X to the T, you would be ripped in 90 days. That's the key. You would be. Now, you could order P90X. You could have the t-shirt and the box sit on your coffee table. You could tell all your friends about P90X and how much you believe in P90X. You could tell your friends you believe P90X is the greatest thing that's ever existed. You could even send some extra money to P90X. But if you don't use P90X, guess what? You don't get the results. Friends, if you want results in 2017, it's this easy. God has already set out for you what to do. It's not a mystery. As you read the New Testament and you're like, man, it's just confusing. It's going to be. But let me tell you, as you read the New Testament, as you go through and you read the scriptures and you internalize the scriptures, you hide God's word in your heart, God will reveal to you which scriptures are for you. When I first got saved, I didn't know a thing about the Bible, guys. Not one thing about it. I thought Abraham was Abraham Lincoln. I, I, I heard a sermon and I finally figured out at the very end, this is not Abraham Lincoln. If you'll commit yourself to say, God, I want to be in alignment. If husbands and wives, if you'll say this year, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to get our life in alignment. If you'll make those commitments, if you'll get your life in alignment, God will bless you. But it's going to cause you confronting idols. It's going to cause you getting angry with God. It's going to cause you taking things head on and doing things you don't like to do. But if you follow what is laid out for you, you'll get the results. And in 2017, I want us to, when we get to the end of next year, because the Sunday at the end of the year will be on the 31st, the first kind of first Sunday of the year thing. We're going to worship together again in a, in, a, in a year on the 31st. I want to hear how you aligned yourself with God's purposes and God's agenda and how God's blessed you. Now you saw God's blessing on, in, in your relationships with your kids, with your spouse, at your job, in sharing the gospel with friends, in stepping up to lead. I want to see God's blessing rest on your life with all of my heart. But listen, the pastor can't do it for you. Nobody can do it for you. You have to make the choice to be aligned. You have to make the choice like the children of Israel say, I am going to structure my life after God's design. Now, if you don't want God's blessing in your life, that's okay. But I believe today many of us do want that, right? We want to see that happen. I want to see that happen. So if you will, let's pray.